the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to another segment of UCW Radio, the UCW Radio Show. This is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Co. Paris, and I want to thank all of our listeners for the continued support as we continue to bring great guests on the show, and today is no different. Uh, but before I get into that, I need to let our listeners know, or actually supporters or sponsors, uh, know that the UCW Radio Show is now taking on sponsorship partnerships. So if you have um, interest in partnering with the UCW Radio Show in a sponsorship capacity, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, just go to ucwmagazine.com, contact us, and let's figure it all out. In just a little while, we're going to have a young actress uh, that's just ramping up in her career from being uh, featured in such films as Red Corvette and Princess and the Soldier uh, to being featured on the TV program Maneater. She's well on her way to stardom as she gobbles up the indie film scene. And trust me, any indie film director or any film director, period, would be lucky to have her in their project. And I say this with all authority. This, this is all due to her unique background, which I will go into uh, with her on the line in a minute. And before we bring her on the line, I have to, uh, I want to say this. It is uh, 9-11. Uh, it's been eight years since the, the tragedy occurred. Um, you know, I am a native New Yorker, so this has affected me in my life. Uh, I witnessed for myself... Um, Hundreds, if not thousands, of people uh, walking across uh, the bridges, coming, leaving New, leaving Manhattan, uh, and going to uh, Brooklyn and Queens, and so on and so forth. And um, I just want to let, I just want to say that uh, my, um, you know, my prayers still go out to the families of those that lost a loved one during that horrific uh, event, and it'll never be forgotten. And uh, that's what I wanted to say. Um, anyway, so before we bring her on the line, I have to give our listeners some uh, information. They can actually call us with uh, their questions. You guys can call us with your questions, your comments. We want to hear from you. Uh, you can just go to ucwmagazine.com and find out who we're going to have on the show. We have interesting uh, guests coming on uh, from actors and actresses, comedians, to pro wrestlers, to pro bodybuilders, pro athletes, to actual, you know, fashion people, from designers to stylists, to um, directors, you know, so on and so forth, uh, to even automakers. Uh, we're bringing on even, even, uh, even uh, soft drink uh, makers that have to that tie into to entertainment. We're bringing them on the show. So we have a, a multitude of uh, guests coming on. And again, is to benefit our listeners. We try to make the show interesting. Uh, what you can do, we want to hear from you, so you can give us a, a jingle at 323-952-4369. Uh, that's 323-952-4369. And again, if you have something interesting, an interesting question, a comment for any of our guests, feel free to call. And if it's interesting enough, we'll pose it to our guests. And uh, if it's not interesting, well... Guess what? 
<laughs> it's not getting posed anywhere. It'll probably uh, never make it to the show, but we want uh, listeners to uh, interact with the UCW radio show. That's why we want you to get uh, in touch with us. Again, I'm going to repeat this. Uh, the UCW radio show has opened its doors to sponsorship partnerships, so marketers can actually find out more by going to ucwmagazine.com. And if you're on Twitter, then you can shoot me out some questions and comments and that type of stuff. And uh, my Twitter name is Luis Velasquez. That's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. And you can follow me, tweet away, and uh, shoot me out your questions, comments. And you can hear what I have to say, too, because I do say some interesting stuff sometimes. Now, without further ado, let's patch in this up-and-coming Hollywood shining star. Trust me, you want to follow her career. Here is the multi-talented Joanna Key. Joanna, it's great to have you on the UCW radio show. Thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you, Lou. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure having you here. We always appreciate the time that our guests put aside for us. Um, Joanna, just so our listeners understand that you know, you were a model, you're not, and you're not only a model, and you, you still do that, but you are also an up-and-coming actress, and I have to use those words loosely, up-and-coming, because you've been involved in some projects since 2007. Uh, you were on the TV show uh, Maneater, uh, you were in References, uh, you were performed in Red Corvette uh, this year, uh, that all happened this year, and in 2008 you appeared in... Uh, uh, production uh, was a finger food and then princess and the soldier where you were the princess i'm not shocked i'm not shocked <laughs> about that uh in short your career began to rise uh a couple of years ago and then you made the leap to la like la is the uh the movie capital of the world please well yeah it could be but but new york and other other cities are building up too but you moved over to la and you also have a new project that you're involved in. But before we get into all of that, I want to start from the beginning. I want to tell people, you know, I want them to, to, to visualize who Joanna Key is, what you're about. Uh, so maybe we can start where, you know, from this point. Where did you grow up? Uh, well, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Ooh, yeehaw. Yeah, <laughs> where we all wear cowboy hats and ride horses all the time. There you go, you be Kaye. Yeah, but that that's that's a big jump going from uh, being a being a, a, a Texan or a Texas girl, um, then going into LA. But you, when you were in in Houston, you got involved in, in in modeling. How did that come about? Well, um, you know, it was something that I looked into. After um, I realized that I was maybe too shy to act, and so I'm like, well, what is what is maybe something that's closely related? Mm -hmm. And I thought of modeling. Um, it's something that I wouldn't have to open my mouth <laughs> during. I wouldn't have to say anything, and I could I could be there and um, kind of be close to the industry that I was interested in, but not really have to take many risks. So I um. When I was in high school still, my mom helped me to, uh, to connect me with some people. I went to school at um, Page Parks mm -hmm. in Houston, and they kind of got me on the right foot as far as modeling goes, teaching me 
about how to be in front of the camera and everything. Well, how old were you when you started uh, pursuing the modeling career? Uh, well, um, at that time I was in high school and I was okay. it's probably like 16, 16 or 17. Um, and you were shy. Oh yeah, I was a very very shy kid. Okay, so you you a beautiful uh, young girl sitting in the corner by yourself. How that's pretty much that's sad. <laughs> you, 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 I, I have a tear rolling down my face. Oh my god! <laughs> Are but, you playing a violin for me? Yeah, a little violin. Uh, yeah, but but it's interesting how you you know you go from uh, being a, a shy girl uh, to wanting to go into modeling. Um, it, what what sparked your interest? Because you, I mean, did you see something in a magazine or TV? Did you say, "Hey, wow, I can do this too"? Um. Well, I think it was something that um, I know that I'd always kind of heard it, you know, from random people. Mm -hmm. Oh, you should model, or oh, you know, you could. You're so beautiful. You could do that. You could be in that ad. And then, I guess the more you know, the more you hear something, and the more encouragement that you have about anything, it, you feel like it's more possible for you. So um, going to school for it was something that really helped me to gain confidence. Um, I didn't, you know, just jump into it and start doing photo shoots right away. I went, I went to a school, and, and they helped me to understand the whole thing more, and then that helped me gain that confidence. And you, you had your, you had support from from your mom, from your dad. They supported you in your decision to pursue that. Yeah, my mom definitely, um, she definitely supported me. Um, but then it was something that just kind of went away. I, I did it, and, eh, you know, it, it was just, I did it for about a year, and mm -hmm. then I just kind of lost interest in it. It wasn't, it wasn't something that I was really passionate about, and I really didn't start it again until, gosh, um, like 2000. So I, I was, uh, it was years later, you know, where I, I actually picked it up again. Okay, so you took a break from it. You did it when you were younger. You took a break, and you were still a shy little girl, but then you wanted to pursue other interests, and you probably went to school and, and did all that stuff. And then you, I don't know, then 2004, you said, okay, I want to start doing this again. Um, what, what was it? Was it something that happened that, or someone, something that someone said that said, hey, you know what, I should start doing this again? Yeah, it was, <laughs> there were several motivating factors behind the whole thing. I, um, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and um, I went to school there. I actually went to school for uh, digital media production, so I was going to school to become oh. a director. And oh, check you I out. Was that's, that's good. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, it was it was kind of the same similar thing as um, doing the modeling and being the director is not really going after what I really wanted, but staying close to it. Right. So I got a little bit closer by going mm -hmm. to school for video, and um, while I was there to to make my way, I was working as a legal assistant at a law firm, and. Um, there was a girl that I worked with there, and she was talking to me about how she was going to do a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, really? And I just, I don't know, when I heard that, it just sparked something in me, and I really felt like I wanted to do it. And um, I ended up going and shooting with the same person that she shot with, the same photographer, and then mm -hmm. since then it was just, I just kept going with it.
and you had photographers, you know, reaching out for you at the, at some point. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to photograph you. Yeah, um, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm one of those people that uh, I don't know if you if you call it a type A personality, where I, I feel like I can do everything at once. Uh-huh. So I was I made it my mission to just perfect <laughs> my the art of modeling and learn everything I could. Okay. So I was shooting like every single weekend for a long time. I would I fit in as much as I could. And eventually, just because of that, um, people got to know my name and got to know my work, and yeah, people were seeking me out. Well, that's interesting because we, you know we have a lot of guests, as you know, on the show, and the one thing that and this is one of the things that most of our guests have in common is they, you know, some things were thrust upon them. You know, they may have tried doing something in the past, but some some incident, something sparked in them or something fell in their lap and that opened the doors for them to do what they're doing today just like you even though you did modeling when you were younger if this person did tell you that you know they were doing a modeling shoot you never you wouldn't be where you are right now right it's that one incident and you know for you uh you know, i mean obviously think things are building up for you uh but you went from being a shy girl to to doing this, and you're 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 continuing to to forge forward, and I I find that uh, great. I mean, you went to school to to be a director. You know, that's like okay, you know. <laughs> but but a lot of a lot of our guests, what 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 happens is that uh, what I see is that they wind up, you know, when something falls in their lap, they wind up going out there and trying to find out all they can. About the what's in front of them, and they learn, they do research, and they learn, and that that's one of the the uh, the keys to being success successful. You need to do your due diligence. You need to know what you're doing in order for you to perfect what you're doing. No, no matter what it is, you can be a toy maker. You you should do your research to find out how to, how other people are doing stuff and how you can make yourself better. And that's what you did. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's uh, definitely one of the philosophies that I live by um and I, I don't i think it was a casting director in arizona she had some quote on her page and, and once i saw it I, I i just completely connected with it and it's um if you're not working then you should be training and that's that's completely how i i feel and how i live my life no that's interesting that is an interesting quote if you if you're not working you should be training okay that we're going to mark that one now people if you're not working <laughs> you should be training no matter what you're doing just do it um now, Joanna, you went uh, from the modeling scene, and you kind of slid into the world of acting. But you, and, and it's you went from again the shy girl modeling and going into that. Uh, you chose to do to get involved in acting. You didn't choose to become a director. You you chose to get into acting, um, and like you did with the modeling, you studied like a crazy person. I mean, <laughs> I mean, over a dozen acting coaches. Like oh holy crap you know like you know it's like college for acting. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, did you feel that that this was just a natural progression for you, or did you feel that this was something that that you wanted to do in order to I guess embrace the the entire concept of acting and making movies and all that stuff? Um, a natural progression as far as doing that much training? Well, as far as going from modeling to acting, was that a natural progression for, for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, always in the back of my mind, acting was the thing that I wanted to do, and I, I just didn't have the confidence in myself 
to believe that it was possible for me. So the modeling really, really was something that helped me to get over the shyness because you had to, you have to be in the spotlight, you know, you have to be on, you know, you have to be able to have that confidence in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, in the beginning, I didn't realize how much it was really helping me. But eventually, you know, after a couple of years, I realized that, oh, wow, you know, this is really, this is really nothing to me anymore. It's, it's really easy. And, um, and because of that realization, I, I went ahead and took that next step to do what I really wanted to do, which, which was the acting. It took you some time to get to that point, but in your, in your, in your normal life, you're still a shy person to a certain extent. Yeah, I'm definitely, mm-hmm. I, I like, I like sitting quietly by myself and, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a talker. Okay. <laughs> I'm not the, I'm not the person that likes to sit there and be the center of attention all the time. Except for now, except for this show. You're the center of attention this show. Okay. <laughs> right now, yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that's, that's interesting because you, you went out and, and act. I guess when you're out there and you're acting in front of the camera, it's a different world. It's a different yeah, world. Absolutely. And you're able to break out of that shell and go and, like a lot of actors that we speak to, what happens, they go and they become the character. So now they're not themselves, they're someone else. So you're able to express yourself a little better that way, and that, that's pretty cool. Um, you you mainly uh, you're mainly doing indie flicks right now, but that is something I, I know that's bound to change very soon. It's gonna probably happen sooner than later, and then when it happens, it's gonna I'm telling you, it's gonna be a situation like oh I don't know Lou, forget about that guy, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but can, can can you tell us how? And I think our listeners would find this interesting. How your typical day uh, is, or what, or usually is, on the set of an indie film production. You know, because I know it varies. Let's say from a day uh, on the set of when you did Maneater. Okay, because yeah, there's a lot of work involved, and I want our listeners to really understand from you that the end product. It, you know, that's what they see on the television set, or in the movie screen, or on the movie screen, and all that other jazz. But there's a lot of work that goes on beforehand for an, for an actor. You know, the director and every, everyone else, they, it's their chance. They all have their, their, their job to do. But as an actor, you're, you're working a lot of hours. So there's yeah. a lot that, that, that's involved in there before the finished product is done. So can you tell us about that journey with, with that? Um, the difference between Maneater and being on, like, a... An indie film set? Uh, yeah, yeah, but just you know, with your your typical day in, on an indie film set. Let, let's start with that. You know, how how does that how, how does that work for you? Well, um, indie films, it's it's so much more of like a, a family type atmosphere on set. Um, you know, you don't have a lot a lot of people involved when it comes to an indie film. You know, as opposed to um, you know, like when I did Maneater, there's just so many people on set. You've got the same people that are coming to set every single day, and it's a small amount of people, so everybody gets to know each other really well uh, whenever you're working on an indie film. And the other thing that, um, <laughs> that I found is pretty prevalent in most indie films is that things can go wrong a lot more often. You know, like the, the scheduling mm-hmm. is not always not always consistent but that's not a bad thing you know you'll end up sitting around for hours 
because somebody's trying to find a location mm-hmm. that fell out at the last second. Whereas, you know, if you're working on a bigger project, that would never happen. <laughs> that would right. never happen just because, you know, it's it's whatever. It's Sony, it's NBC, it's whatever the big uh, the big corporation is, and it's set in stone, and it's and it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but the, with the bigger, you know, the bigger film uh, companies like a Sony and Universal, things of that nature, you know, obviously they have concessions with the states and so on and so forth. But they also have people that do the prep work and they get the uh, the okay from the city to go film, and they're given they're given they're given a lot more leeway than an indie filmmaker would. And obviously right. they have the bank in order to do it, and the indie film, you know, they're on a tight budget. So, yeah, right. it's, it's harder for them to go get something. And if something comes in at the last minute, you know, God bless them. If not, then they have to switch up really quick. So. Yeah, so you have to be a lot more flexible, I, I think, on an indie film set, just more patient. But but just because all of these things can happen, I think that's what makes everybody grow closer because everybody's going for the same thing. And mm-hmm. we all understand that that could happen and that that does happen. But we're all waiting there together, and we're all going to do it, you know, no matter if it happens at 2 a.m. or, you know, whatever time it is, we're all ready, and, and we're good to go, and, and we all know that we're there to work, and um, we're going to make it happen, and no matter what happens. And you guys work together as a team to get everything done, and, and that's, you know, doing an indie film... Um, for the most part, there's a lot of fulfillment there, but of course, every actor, their 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 aspiration is to do bigger films or bigger TV and so on and so forth. But it's I just wanted our listeners to understand that you know what, even though it's an indie film, it's not like you you show up and you take you have one take and that's it. You can you can you you can be yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can do the take you know 50 times and still it it doesn't work for what they're looking to do. Right. You know, but I mean, uh, they try not to do that. Well, now everything's digital, so it has nothing to do with with uh, wasting film, but it, it's, it has to do with wasting time. And you know, these indie filmmakers they want to get the film out uh, as quickly as possible for all the uh, the festivals and so on and so forth. But there's still a lot of work. It's not like a short day. Yeah. yeah um, no, no, no. It's, I don't think it's ever been a short day. <laughs> <laughs> but when you did when you did Maneater, again, that was a different scenario altogether because even though you know uh, you're on set with everyone else, you're on set with everyone else. You have a you know a major production company doing it. Right. You know, so you have you have your donuts and and, and your, whatever you have. There maybe in the indie film maybe they you're lucky to get a cookie you know but that's that's what that's what happens that's what happens <laughs> yeah <that's... laughs> you get and you hope it's chocolate chips so you get some sugar in you so you can survive the <laughs> shoot you know you get you get something going there but you know it's just a different animal when you're around things and uh, yeah with an indie film I would think it'd be even though it's a lot of work it's more comfortable. But as an actor, you you progress to the bigger things. Now we were talking about this earlier, Joanna. You, uh, when you were younger, you you did speak Mandarin, and that's something. As you got older, you didn't, you know, you, again, either you, you you use it or lose it type of thing. So right. you you didn't you didn't practice, you, know, you didn't use it frequently, and uh, even though you understand it, uh, but you all you can you can kind of like. You, you can kind of have different accents for different films, right? Yeah, absolutely. When 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 needed, okay. I can. Ah, versatile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but your 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 
your your makeup is is interesting. You know, um, your your background as far as I mean, as far as your your heritage is interesting, which gives you a unique look. Uh, do you want to go over that for a second so that our listeners understand, you know, what your makeup is, and you know, any anyone that's in, that's in Hollywood that's listening can say, hey, you know what, she's interesting. And uh, but if you can go into that, that'd be great. Yeah, um, my mother is Taiwanese, and um, so I am half Taiwanese, and then the other half is all kinds of things that include um, Polish, Irish, Austrian. There's some other in there, but I don't remember what everything is. Um, so my mom's, all of my mom's family lives in Taiwan, and um, that was, uh, I was primarily raised in a uh, an Asian household, and that's why Mandarin was my first language, because I was raised by my grandmother. Um, but then I it just, you know, I'm an American kid, and I, <laughs> I just kind of lost it after a little while. I mean, you, you, your background, everything that you're composed of, yeah, it just makes you American, period, because everyone's mixed up with something. We're all mutts <laughs> up in the American hood. We're all mutts, and that, that's <laughs> and that, that's a reality. Uh, but I do it, you know, because your look is, is unique, and I just find that, um, that's, that for some people, that may work in their favor. But for others, it may be difficult to find roles that suit them. Now, for you... Do you think it? Do you, do you feel that works in your favor, or do you feel that it, it it provides a hurdle in you finding the right roles for you? You know, um, it actually really works in my favor. Okay. Um, it's something uh, it enables me to play a, a wide variety of different roles, just because I I can have different looks and not just looking Asian or looking Caucasian. Um, I've had so many people ask me if I'm Native American. Um, and I actually remember whenever I was in uh, in high school, I had, well, no, it was, it was, you know, it was high school. I had long hair, and um, and I was really tan because I was in color guard. Okay. And so I had dark skin, long hair, and people would come up to me, and they'd be speaking Spanish. And I'm like, what? I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so it definitely, it definitely helps me to um, to be able to take on different roles just because I, I can have that... Uh, wide variety of looks. Well, you're versatile with both the uh, the accents. You're also versatile with the looks that you can give, or you can have, because you can, I saw a couple of your, uh, I guess your photo shoots, where they made you up uh, like a geisha type of thing, and it's just interesting because your features are, are so different that just by changing your hair around and putting a certain makeup on you that you actually look different. Yeah. And you, you fit you fit into what uh, they're looking to do, and I think that's great. Now, this is something that I found interesting. We're going to talk about this here. Because I found out that you are a big paranormal sci-fi <laughs> freakazoid. <laughs> but that's in your private life. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Because when I, when I heard that, I said, what? I said, well, now we're bringing this up. <laughs> so now you now you're gonna talk about that. Well, what what's up okay. with that? <laughs> uh, I it's it's one of these things. You know, I think everybody has innate interests. That I I mean, I have no idea why I was born with it, but I um I always remember like when I was when I was little and I was going to elementary. All the other girls they were reading 
whatever popular novel, I think it was The Babysitter's Club, everybody was reading those books. Mm -hmm. But I was reading like UFOs and aliens, and I remember I'd be like hiding my books because I didn't want to be embarrassed by anybody. (laughs) It was just something, you know, that I was always interested in, and I've I've read so much about, and um, like anything I could get my hands on, I've just always wanted to absorb that information and um i guess just because of my interest in that i've always been interested more in like sci-fi type films and, and fantasy stuff ah so you're you're one of those uh lord of the rings type of people what you want to something funny i i heard about lord of the rings for the longest time and i never saw it i never saw it didn't see it didn't know I saw. I mean, they, they, well, let me let me finish. They made they won awards, everything, and and the girl that I'm with, she says you have to see it. I said, well, I'll see it maybe, you know. I you know I'll tell you, I'm really not into that, you know, which I, I am. I mean, I like movies like Highlander and stuff like that, you know. Um, so we had the box set. So I don't know. I got lazy one Sunday and I said, all right, I'm going to watch this. I watched the whole thing for nine hours. <laughs> Whoa. I said, yeah, but it was incredible. I, I, I kind of regretted not seeing it when they came out. But you know what? I liked it. I liked the fact that I was able to see it in sequence. So I finished the whole thing. Oh, yeah. You know, There's so waiting. <laughs> it was me and a bag, of, a bag of, well, not potatoes, just but popcorn. And uh, I was good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so were, were you one of those kids that, when you were younger and you were involved, you, you liked the paranormal, paranormal, paranormal stuff. Look at me, I'm tongue tied. So you, you get me <laughs> nervous. No, you, you like that type of stuff. Were you playing with the Ouija board and all that stuff? Were you looking for ghosts? What were you doing with that? <laughs> were you one of those types? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was me. Yeah, ha ha! You see, I knew it, I knew it. Well, that, that's interesting. See, this gives your, this gives our listeners a real look into uh, who you are. Uh, you're just, you're, 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 you're human like everyone else. We all yeah, have absolutely. our things. Yeah, we all have our things that we enjoy in life. You know, whether it be sports, uh, with you, sci-fi, paranormal, uh, things of that nature. You know, this is a part of life, people. You know, people are people, especially in this world that we live in. Um, no one lives on Mount Olympus, and that that's that's a reality. Um, and to the people, are people. Anyway, so uh, now. We're gonna we're gonna move forward, go back into your film stuff. Now uh, I just wanna I just wanna uh, cover this. Now just because you you're a big paranormal sci-fi freakazoid, uh, <laughs> doesn't mean that you lean towards movies like that. I wanna clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, of course you know working on a film like that is awesome, mm-hmm. but it's it's not about that for me. You know the the one thing that has always been consistent. Whatever I choose to do is that I want to. I want to have. I want to be in joy. You know, whenever I do whatever that is, I want to be happy while I'm doing it. And that can be having fun with the character. That can mm-hmm. be having fun with the people on set. Um, you know, the story might be great. So it's not just you know the one genre factor. You want to be able to enjoy the project and the people that are involved. You know, um, and that that's the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, if you're not if you're not having fun when you're doing something, then what's the point? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, without a doubt, you know. And I, and I, you know, what's what's interesting as we're going along, you know, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with our listeners here, is that I knew something about you, but but it always happens and never fails. Whenever I have a guest on the show, um, I know something about them, 
and it just progresses into knowing so much more about them that I look at them in a different light uh, because they become more real and I guess that's the message we try to put out there and that's what's happening here with me speaking to you because now you're becoming more real and I think that's fantastic and you have a great career ahead of you uh, as far as films are concerned and TV and anything else you put your mind to um, but now what, what type of films w would you prefer doing you know every actor every actor they in their mind they have a role that for them it's like wow th th this is a I guess a certain uh, certain goal that that I, I would like to achieve is in, in my craft and they, they, they say, we'll call it their dream role. Now, do you have a dream role in, in, in mind for you? I I have uh, many, many dream roles. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was actually something that I did. Um, I'm really big on um, goals and, and, and going after specifically, you know, the things that I want. And actually made a whole list a couple of years ago of everything that I ever want to play okay. and that list is pretty long but the the one thing that comes to mind whenever you first mention the dream role is I, I think it's because I haven't been able to do it yet is to be able to be in a some kind of period piece okay um, I don't know that like the just the whole I've always been really interested in um, like vintage clothes I, I like have this ridiculous amount of polyester and um, just something that takes place in a different period um, than right now really interested me. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm interested in sci-fi stuff, because a lot of that is futuristic. Right, but, yes, um, it's futuristic, but, you know, for you, playing a role that, you know, it gives you the opportunity to, I guess, transport or teleport yeah. into another time period uh, is of interest to you. I, yeah, that's you know. that's a whole different experience, you know. Not only are you in the skin of a different person, but you're in, in a whole different world. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's like the ultimate playing pretend <laughs> yeah. in a whole different place. And you get to dress up with all the the uh, all the outfits and everything. And especially if you're doing something from the 1800s, you're walking around in big dresses, and they put a fake one of those fake wire butts on you, and then you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that that's pretty cool. That that's pretty cool. I think you you know, and I'm just knowing what you look like. I think that you would look like one of those uh, those cameos, those um, mm. you know, those little uh, porcelain things. Yeah. With, with with the little hat on you and everything. That that that'll be pretty cool. Uh, mm. so that that's pretty much your your your, your dream role. That's, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Where you know uh, some people, some actors may want to land some blockbuster film type of thing and be like a Bruce Willis or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you but but your your but your thing is is more realistic. Yeah, I mean, my um my goal for my career, of course, that would be wonderfully fantastic to you know be a, a huge star. But my goal has just always been just to have fun yeah. and be doing what I love and um, to have that help mm -hmm. other people you know I, I would love for my work to be able to inspire other people whether that to be you know other people that are other shy kids that don't think that they can do mm -hmm. something because I know that I was there at one point or mm -hmm. or whatever it is you know I want I want my work to be able to be for other people and for me to have fun while I'm doing it 
Well, I'm glad you said that because, as, as you know, with the show, uh, at the end of the day, you know, when 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 we have our guest on, it's it always comes down to the uh, their inspirational journey, and your journey is is inspirational not because you're an actress, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's what you what you overcame to get to where you are. That is for me is what's interesting. Because you overcame your shyness, where a lot of kids are shy and they 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 kind of close up when they're younger, and then as, as they get older, they're still in that shell. Uh-huh. And right. you and you found a way to break past that, but you had support from your family to do certain things, and it was just that one moment. Now, uh-huh. uh, before we we go into your what you have going on, uh, and I need to ask this this question. Actually, not a question. I'm doing. I'm just going to ask. Well. Well, I guess I am going to ask you a question. I guess that's what it would be. But I, I, I want you. No, it's not a question. Haha. <laughs> I want you to, you know, for the benefit of our listeners and those that may have people in, in their lives that are shy, or maybe they're shy and they're they're in a shell and and they aren't aggressive enough to go out there and stake their claim and go live their dreams. Why don't you? Can you send them a message? What, what advice would you give them? What I would tell somebody um, that is in that situation or in that state of mind is, is that it's exactly that, that what you're feeling is, is a state of mind. And it's because you are shy doesn't mean that you can't do anything like anybody else. And it, it, um, you were talking about overcoming the shyness. It's not something that necessarily needs to be overcome. It's something that needs to be confronted. And for you, not, not just not to deny it, it needs to be accepted. Mm-hmm. It's something that is naturally in you, and that's a beautiful thing. It's just like how some people are naturally very talkative. If you're naturally a quiet person, then that's awesome. You know, there's no black without the white, right. and that's something that's a gift for you. And in confronting it, then you begin to accept that. So it's not something that ever goes away. So but for you to be able to find joy in that part of you, you need to not think of it as a bad thing and go after what you really really want that is that is the main thing go after what you really want and don't let anybody stop you no matter what anybody says and that happens often i mean your 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 mess is basically saying you know you're shy don't sit and uh and feel bad about it just own it exactly and, and move forward and and keep going after your dreams no matter what you know and again a lot of people they do, you know, allow other people to put a blockade by saying, well, you can't do that, or you're out of your mind for doing that. You know, if that was the case, first of all, we wouldn't have electricity. We would be all living in caves. You know, a lot of things never would have happened. But it's for the journey or, or, the, or the, uh, the strength or the desire and the dreams of the people that created all the beauty we have, you know, all the, all the technology, all the stuff that we have, not the beauty, that's nature, but as far as everything else uh, that are conveniences to us today, we wouldn't have that if people didn't uh, forge forward, and uh, I think that message is appropriate, and I think that's awesome. Now, we're going to go back into you, and, and we're going to fast forward to the present with you, um, but I want to get that message across to our listeners because I think that would help them. Um, you signed a deal uh, with CCM this year, and you finished a horror flick called The Crypt. 
Now let's talk about um, let's talk about that first before we go into your your other current projects. I want to talk about the crypt. Uh, okay. Talk about CCM. How did that come about with CCM? It was is very very cool how that came about. Very unexpected, actually. Um, I uh, I always put my work on the internet mm -hmm. and. Um, I guess my, my manager, his name is Scotty Ward. Scotty was helping one of his other clients with their reel. And I guess my reel kept popping up in a little sidebar on YouTube. Right. So eventually I was like, oh, okay, who is this person? Clicked on me and, and, you know, it's pretty much history from there. He wanted to work with me and, and that was it. Oh, well, that's cool. See, things just happen because they're supposed to happen. Okay. okay, I think certain things are mapped out to happen, but they don't happen when you want it to happen. They happen when they're supposed to happen, and that's exactly what, yeah. It's whenever you need it, not yeah. whenever you want it. They, there you go. Well, it's, it's a, there's a big difference between want and need, and you know, I mean, I need to eat, but maybe I want to have a gourmet meal. But you know what? If I had a slice of pizza, it would still fill me up. So it's the want and the need factor. Uh, people have to to have to separate the two because they're two different things. Uh, so now let's talk about the, the crypt. Okay. So tell us about the crypt. What what role did you play? What is this movie about? And I can I can just you know just the crypt. I can try to figure it out. But let, let's talk <laughs> about that. I, I saw I saw I saw the the trailer on it, and I thought it was interesting. But uh, definitely, uh, let's get into it. Um, the crypt is a horror film. It's uh, a group of thieves, and I am one of these thieves. Goes into these underground crypts to basically uh, rob them. We are grave robbers in the in the movie and um, the dead people we're robbing from don't like it so it, <laughs> <laughs> it causes the conflict. <laughs> and then you um, so you were a bad girl in this movie. Yeah, yeah, you 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 rob you robbing <laughs> graves. Yeah, you're bad girl. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so then you're you're robbing graves, and and the uh, the un well the the ones that are resting at peace don't like it too much. So what you have people popping out the ground. What do you have going on there? Well, it's kind of more. I guess I would describe it more as a type of like zombie kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Uh, well, not the ghost kind of. It's not really. Um, you you'll have to they'll have to see it to to completely understand it. Um, but my character, her name is Adriana, mm -hmm. and um, in the film, it was. Oh, what's interesting is I play in the film. I play best friends with a character named Dorian, and she's played by an actress named Kristen Irene, and I actually worked with Kristen Irene on Red Corvette. Um, also, another okay. film, and we played best friends in Red Corvette as well. So, are you best friends in real life? That's the main question here. Yeah, actually, we are now. We, we end up, you see, you know, that's we what happens. So much time, <laughs> yeah. It's just what happens, and I mean, obviously, they they cast us as best friends because there must naturally be a chemistry there. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, we are definitely very, very good friends. I uh, see, but you know what? When something works, why mess with that? You know, if it works, if it works for a film and it comes off good, even on television, you want to go with that flow when that, that that chemistry is there, and that's what you guys have. Yeah, and it wasn't, you know, we weren't best friends going into it at all. Like, you know, we've heard we'd heard of each other because we were both 
actors in Arizona before um, we moved to L.A., and we've heard of each other. We'd seen each other in class, but um, it was because of the films that we got close. Ah, okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. See, it took it took a, a little bit for you guys to become close friends, and that's what happened. You know, yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Now you now we're going to go into your other projects. Uh, and this is I find this interesting because you were in a play, Eight Shades of Alice, and that that was this year, right? Yeah, that was this year. Yeah, you you did a complete run of that. Um, is that for you? I I know the difference because I'm not retarded. But for you, <laughs> for you, uh, is it much different for you to be on stage in front of a live audience than being on uh, on set or or being on the big screen? Did you find that for you to be more difficult, or was it more satisfying? I guess I would say that for this this play specifically, it was more satisfying because um, I, I I I do feel like film is my my forte and that is that is what I am meant to do. Mm-hmm. But um, theater was something I hadn't completely confronted. You know, most you hear you know a lot of actors they came from theater and that's like you know their first love is theater. I also came from theater. But, um, you know, as part of the shyness, I was always a techie, so I was always the sound person. I wrote and directed plays. I was never the person on stage. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that courage yet. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was something that I really wanted to experience and confront since it was something I was kind of avoiding. And it was really, really satisfying to be able to go through the entire process you know, see the differences between the two mediums and, you know, be able to realize that, yeah, I can totally do this and there's there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> but that that's pretty interesting. You know, and, and again, you you understand the the uh the nuts and bolts of filmmaking from from filming to editing and so on and so forth with the lighting, all that stuff, whether it be on stage or just in general. You understand how all that stuff works. And for me, it, it, it's, it's incredible because we had uh, David Webb. He's a radio show host, but he's also on Fox News, and he's a great guy. And we had a long conversation. Uh, but something that he said, which holds true, and I'm going to say that here, because this is what has made him successful, because he's a, he is a big su- su- success in what he does. He's been in radio for uh, a ton of years. Uh, and he is well respected and well renowned uh, for what he does. But he said that he was taught, uh, you know, when he was doing his radio thing, he was going for a bigger job because he uh, was in Z100 in New York, which is a big market at some point. And he was going for a job, and the guy uh, told him, you know, we're not going to hire you. And, and he didn't understand why. And I, I think the story goes that they, you know, he heard from someone that was in the business for a long time and they said don't forget your roots go back learn how to do radio from learning the board to how this works and how that works and that how that works you have a complete understanding of what happens in mechanics you do that you will be in this business for the rest of your life and you'll be successful that's what you're doing that's what yeah. that's, that's what you did, and I think that's fascinating because you know when he told me that, I said, "Wow!" Even you know for me, I was like, "Wow!" That makes a lot of sense because, yeah, I can I can do all this stuff, uh, 
but a lot of people can't. So that kind of makes you unique that you can actually direct a movie if you wanted to. Yeah, I, um, I actually did do it a while ago, but it was it was years ago. But I actually did do a a short. It was it was a ridiculous little comedy, but yeah, um, especially because that was something that I I had originally intended to do, and I I learned everything that I could about it up until you know when I decided that I was going to act. Um, it definitely helps, you know, whenever I'm on set and, uh, well, there may be other actors that have no idea what's going on. They don't understand why they're putting that light over there mm-hmm. or why they may have to put the camera on the other side of the actor for continuity or, or whatever it is. And I think that, you know, most actors, if they are, or anybody, you know, that's going on in their field and as they become a master at what they're doing, they understand all those technical aspects of it. And that's what makes them great. Yeah, and that, that's I find that you know uh, to be a great trait that that you have uh, that anyone and, and it, look it just it just goes to the thing that we talked about earlier. Uh, you did your research, do your due diligence, learn as much about what you're doing as possible. Modeling, I'm sure that you didn't just study you know a lore magazine or whatever you were, you were reading. You went out and you said, okay, well, why do they? move this way? Why do they move that way? Why are they bang, bending their leg? Why are they doing this? How's the lighting? I'm sure you figured out how photographers work and what they're looking for and how you can do this and how you can do that. That makes you better at what you do and you did the same thing with acting. Yeah. Yeah, And, and I, I think that's fantastic. Um, and I'm just going to throw this little note in. I was talking to uh, you know Samir Banout and uh, a Banut. He's a former Mr. Olympia, and he he was telling me too. I spoke to him the other day. He said, "Yeah, you know, even right now, people in, in bodybuilding. I, I'm going to his reference because it, it's with lighting and everything. That bodybuilders, you know, sometimes now they don't understand how everything works. Where you know, way, way way back when uh, there was uh, who was it? Uh, Bill Pearl that he knew what worked for him because he understood all the lighting and everything. That he would strike a pose and stay there. He wouldn't move the other way because the lighting just hit him the right way that he gave the best showing, and he knew that." Because he understood how all the lighting worked. Now, even with, with acting, if you understand why the light is here and why is this there, when when you, you even though you're following direction from the director, it'll make his job easier because now he know he's telling you to move here for this light. You can say, okay, well this light is here. You know what you're doing. Yeah, it actually reminds me of something um, that one of my acting coaches told me, um, and and it's something that I have also strived to live by, and that is that as actors, your ultimate goal is to be non-directable, because you know everything, Mm -hmm. because you understand. Obviously, you you know, you want to collaborate with the director and all that, but, um, you know, it's it's actually, it reminds me of the difference between theater and film, once again. Um, I've, other actors that have come from theater, they're used to a lot of interaction and a lot of feedback with the director. Um, just because that's how theater is. At the end of every rehearsal, you know, you get notes, you you talk about the role, you do a lot of stuff. But in film, you don't really get, um, you know, you might, <laughs> you might not get any rehearsal at all. Mostly, you won't. And um, and sometimes the director just doesn't. He won't have time to to give you feedback. Mm-hmm. You do a good job, and he's just like, all right, let's go. And that's something that is, um, I know that's bothered some of the people that I've worked with. That. Well, I don't even know if I did a good job, and um, I guess for me, because I understand every, you know, more of all the processes of the whole thing, 
um, it's okay. To, it's okay to me, and I actually kind of feel good because I'm like, wow, I didn't have to get direction today. That's cool. <laughs> I did it myself. <laughs> yeah, but that means that you understood what was happening, and and I mean, look, from being in modeling, and you know this, that if you have a photographer and he has to, he guides you with the shot that he wants, but if he has to go and position your arms and everything a certain way for you to 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 get a certain look, it's more difficult for him to do his job. And it's more costly if he's, if he's working for a magazine to get the shots that he needs for his client. So if you're out there and he says, well, I need you to look a certain way, and you say, okay, this, that, and you know what he's looking for, it makes his job much easier. Same thing on set. You make the, the, the uh, job of the director much easier. Okay, and that's why I'm, I said this before, and I'll say it again. That's why I know that you will, and talking to you now, I know. You don't say anything. I know that you will be successful in what you're doing because you understand it, and you you did your homework. You you're doing you're doing all of that, and if you understand something, yeah, how can you fail? You can't, especially if you have the drive which you have. You'll make everything happen. Now we're gonna move forward, and we're gonna talk. This 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 little segment right here, or this part of the interview, or the part of the show. It goes out to all those comic book lovers from coast to coast, <laughs> like butter on toast. They, 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 if you, if you, if you like comic books and stuff like that, and and even to the promoters of Comic Con, okay, that they they're all over the place, they're all over the world, and they need to hear this too. You have, you have a um, a comic book uh, renderer that actually have they they drew some comics or comic book character in your likeness. I'm interested in hearing about that. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, well, the comic the comic is called The Villicon Chronicles, and it was a comic in, in existence way before I came along. The, um, the creator, his name is Brian Kinnaird, and he is from Arizona. So when I was in Arizona and beginning my acting career and going to school and all that, um, I ended up going and auditioning for Zillicon Chronicles. I had no idea what it was. Um, but apparently, um, when Brian came up with the whole idea for the Zillicon Chronicles universe, it um, was something that he really wanted to have made into a film. But at the time, it just wasn't going to be possible. So he ended up collaborating with his friend uh, Roy Young, and Roy is the one that has drawn like almost all the comics, um, and they made comics out of it. But it, it ended up that it ended up being an underground hit, and because of that, they were able to um, have the funding to make the films out of it. So not all the films have been made. Um, they ended they casted the film, um, and I play the ship's computer. <laughs> you played a computer? Yeah, um, my character's name is Kimri Tryon, and um, she's the Sector Hollow Command Chief. So she's kind of like, have you have you played Halo? Uh, yeah, I, I know. They actually did. I play, yeah, I did play that. Check me out. Yeah, yes, There's I There's a little the little computer that pops up that lets everybody know what's going on. Ah. Kind of like me. <laughs> kind of like me in the film. So you pop up. You're like one of those pop up things, like a pop up ad in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Kind of. That's pretty cool because that, that kind of satisfies your, your sci-fi um, urges. Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't know if they're satisfied, but yeah. they're... Uh, 
But, but at least you get you get a taste of stuff, and that's good. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, so fun. It's really cool to see what's happening with it because we filmed, and I remember um, on set when we were filming, they had to take pictures of us. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was cast in the film, um, they took pictures of all different angles of us because after we did the film, they told us that they were going to start drawing the characters like us, and which is really exciting. Right. Um, so there's actually a, a series that's out right now. It's called Zillicon Chronicles Proclivity, and I think that you can get it at, um, it's totally for free for to download at uh, ZillaconChronicles.com. Okay, and, and, and then they can see you on there, uh, right. the, the rendering of you. That, that's, that's, that's pretty cool to be a comic book, uh, being a comic book. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, oh, I'm jealous. I want to. I want to be in a comic book. They'll probably throw me in uh, in Mad Magazine or something. I don't know. Glenn <laughs> <laughs> Garfield. Yeah, go. I'll be Garfield. I'll be. I'll be a, a dog or a cat or some mouse or something. <laughs> Lou the cat. Yeah, Lou the cat. Now, but <laughs> but yeah, that that's pretty cool though because you know how many people can say, hey, you know what? I have a comic book character that's that's uh, rendered after me. Yeah, it is kind of crazy also because um, apparently you can get my character on a stamp. So you can buy Joanna Key on a stamp at, um, I think it's, he, uh, there's all kinds of Villicon Chronicles merchandise. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's on Zazzle.com. If you search for Villicon Chronicles, you'll be able to find the store. And there I am. I'm um, Kimberly Tryon on oh. a stamp. Oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. See, you're on a stamp, comic book. Yeah, you have a lot of things going on. See, that that's why you, your story, is, as we move forward, it, is getting more and more interesting. And uh, I, I love the fact that you have all these things going on. And as I said, you know, this is only the beginning um, and whatnot. But now, what I need to do is I need to ask you, is there anything that you have going on now that we haven't covered. You have a a new movie you're working on. Um, you know, you, you 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 know, we'll talk about your website in a second. But do you have a new movie going on that you're working on that hasn't come out yet or anything like that? Yeah, I've got a couple things. Um, obviously, the like the Vilcom Chronicles that we just talked about that should be coming out late next year. Yeah, and for um, our listeners, I'm gonna interrupt you for a second. For our listeners, you'll be able to go on uh, Joanna's uh, page on ucwmagazine.com and we will have the link on there so you can go there and get your uh, Joanna Key stamp. That's way <laughs> cool. But yeah, continue. Um, so that one, that's coming out next year and then I have another film um, it's called Ave Maria and that's also coming out on DVD next year. Um, I'll be filming in November. There's a, a film called Trixie Woo that I'll be filming with my good friend Jimmy Flowers and um, Matt Payton. And Matt, Matt was actually one of the people that I went to school with whenever I was learning to be a director. That, oh, cool. That never fully culminated. Um, and he's a director. He's directing the film. Yes, he's the director and the producer. Oh, and cool. we're filming that in like mid-November. Oh, cool. Um, oh, we're going to have to get him on the show to talk about this film because now you're in it, so now we have to talk about it. See, <laughs> that's see, very cool. Yeah, but you see what you did? You started this this, this, you started this thing now. Now we had you on the show. Now we have to have him, all this stuff. Anyway, continue. <laughs> There's one other thing that I am super, super excited about, and unfortunately I can't tell you everything about it because it's one of those things mm. where I can't say everything. But I'll, I will tell you is that I, I'm working on a new project for the Sci-Fi Channel. 
Awesome. And, um, Aha! Yeah. Sci-fi! <laughs> there you go! <laughs> All right, cool. Cool, and, and that, that's something you're working on. I know you can't get into it because you, know, you have certain restrictions and what you can right. and can't talk about. We, I understand that. We, our listeners understand that. But what can you tell us? Anything at all? <laughs> Fortunately, I wish I could. I wish uh, I could just tell you everything about it. But um, all that I can tell you is that, is that it's uh, a sci-fi channel, and um, details will be coming out soon. If they sign up, if people sign up with my newsletter or my or my blog. Um, you know, as soon as I know anything, then I'll be I'll be sending it out, um, oh, cool. and letting people know, or not. I, as soon as I am able to tell. Yeah, as soon as you as soon as you're legally you're, you're legally able to speak about X Y Z, you will, because as uh, all listeners should understand, when you are in negotiations or pre-negotiations, whatever you're in, uh, it's at a point when you're looking to take on a role. It it's best not to say anything about it. Until you got it nailed down, because first of all, you probably jinx yourself. Second of all, it's not legal, because then, <laughs> then, then, then you know, then you, then you have a problem. And not only do you not get the role, but then you have uh, an issue on top of that. So not, not a good thing. But if you want, if any of our listeners want to get updates, uh, they can go to your official site. Yes. And what is that? It's www joannakey.com Joanna with two N's and key K-E dot com and what about your blog? Um, yeah, I also have a blog and that is updated regularly um, it's at WordPress I believe the address is joannakey.wordpress.com That's right, you're absolutely correct and I, I know that, I have that information Ha-ha! <laughs> and, and now, um, what, what about you know, because a lot of people, especially nowadays in this environment that we're in uh, we have social networking which is you know, everyone embraces this, you know, you have your Crackberry and everything else and no one can do without <laughs> this stuff and you know, I, I'm no different because I do it it's like, you know, I never wanted to get involved in that, but I did, and I guess this is this is the life we live. Um, but what, what about Twitter? Are you a tweeter? Are you one of those Twitter birds? I, I am. I, it, was, it was such a crazy concept to me. I didn't understand it until like a few months ago, but I am on there, and I, I'm starting to uh, tweet a lot more. Cool. And what, what's your right word? <laughs> huh, yeah, yeah. Tweeting is a thing. You don't want to say I'm sending you a message because then you, you'll you'll have you'll have these Twitter holics that'll go and they'll rip you apart. They'll say you said that wrong, Joanna. You said it wrong. You're not saying it right. You're tweeting. So um, now, what what's your Twitter uh, name so people if they're interested in following you, following your career, following what you're doing, uh, they can actually follow you. Um, it is Joanna underscore. Key. Okay, that's Joanna, J-O-A-N-N-A underscore K-E key on Twitter. Follow her. Uh, keep updated with what, what she has going on. Uh, her journey is just beginning. And, and honestly, Joanna, your journey to this point is awesome. And the greatest, the greatest thing about it is that you're just beginning full intents and purposes you've done your films and everything but you are just coming out of the box and you have a lot of projects lined up and your career is going to continue to grow and my opinion is that your future is as bright as the sun and that's what I see 
and and I and I'm not saying that because I'm trying to get brownie points. I'm saying it because this is how I feel. And you know, any any of our listeners hear the show, I always say what's on my mind, what I truly feel. Sometimes if I don't say anything, then you know, be concerned because then that means that I'm not thinking too much about it. But usually on our show, we have you know uh, people that have inspirational stories like yours. Uh, they overcome certain things, certain hurdles in, in their life, and uh, you know your shyness. You know you overcame that, okay. But not so much overcame you. You embraced it. You owned it, and you right. you, you 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 knew you figured out how to separate yourself from it so you can be successful in what you do. So a shy kid, 16 years old, in the lunchroom, sitting in a corner by herself, all of a sudden, you know, you're breaking out, and you can be one of the great actors of our time. And I think that's fantastic. And I really want to thank you so much for being with us today on the UCW radio show uh, I want to extend an open invitation to you because I really want to follow up with you as your career progresses as I know it will be awesome That's if it's okay with you yeah absolutely you know, I'm, thank you I, I really appreciate your kind words it means a lot to me and it means a lot to me that you even wanted to interview me today so yeah absolutely well I mean you have a you see one more thing and I'll, I'll just say this that I think that, and I'm guilty of this as well, that a lot of people don't realize what they've done in their lives because they're too busy living their life and moving forward. And you don't have the time to sit and smell the roses, stand back and smell the roses and say, okay, I did this. You don't have the time to revel in it because you're still forging forward. And you'll look at this in 30 years and you'll, you'll look back and you'll say, okay, I did some stuff and I'm proud of that and I'm happy. Um, I don't have regrets of I shoulda, coulda, woulda, and you followed your dream. You could have just stood in school and taking up, took up directing and stood with that and stood behind the camera and never filled what you want to do. I mean, look, look at you now. This is an example for any of our listeners out there that, that want to see yet another example of someone following their dream and not letting any blockades get in their way, you know, you move from Houston, go to Arizona, you go from Arizona, you go to LA, what changes? And now look where you're headed. And you have great things going on and I I pat you on the back for that. Thank you. You you, Thank you, you, you you're welcome and again, you know, we want to have you back on uh if that's okay with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay, that's wonderful. We will have you back on because I know uh, in the coming months that you're going to have a lot of awesome things happening, and we want to have you back on. And as I said, you know, we probably have to have the director guy that you're working with in November on the show now because you mentioned him, and I don't want him crying in a corner saying, I wasn't on the show either, but that's okay. That, 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 that happens. Uh, but now our listeners can follow Joanna Key's career by going to our official website at joannakey.com. That's J-O-A-N-N. A K E dot com or check out our official blog that's Joanna Key dot WordPress dot com. Uh, if you're on Twitter, go to Joanna underscore Key, look her up, follow her career. It's, it's going to be an amazing ride. And for those uh, Hollywood types, those directors that want to have her as a part of your project, you know, she's open to hearing ideas and everything. But you need to go to her manager. That's why she has it because she has a lot of things going on. So get in touch with him. Uh, the website is ccmtalent.com. His name is Scotty Ward. He's a great guy. Get in touch with him and uh, and try to work with Joanna Key because she's going to be one of the greats as we move forward um, in, in the coming years. And that's about it for this uh, edition of UCW Radio. Thank you for being with us. Initiating shutdown sequence.
My mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. <laughs>